Hey, welcome to the Forward by Faith broadcast. I'm excited that you're here. We're on the way into the sanctuary because we believe that the Lord has a word for us. Come on in and let's see what God has for us. Not looking back, I press into a higher place, no longer will I be deceived by the enemy, I'm moving forward, 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 yeah, I'm walking through my destiny to be on God, I'm moving, yeah, forward, speak to the mountain. that you're great that you keep doing great things for each and every one of us that we woke up this morning that's a great thing that we're in our right mind that's a great thing that we have the activity of our limbs that's a great thing God we give you glory we give you praise because you are an awesome God who can do anything but fail. Thank you for the great things that you're doing for my neighbors that stand around me right now. God, I don't know what they went through to get here, but you're a great God who kept them from dangers seen and dangers unseen. Thank you, God, that whatever they're going through, you're working it out. For they are good. You are great God in the midst of a mess. Thank you, Daddy, that you never leave us and you never forsake us. That you're with us always, even until the end of the age. Others might forsake us, but you are there. 
and we thank you. Now, God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that the fallow ground has been broken up. I thank you that the seed of your word will go forth with accuracy and precision. I thank you, God. I loose my stammering tongue. I decrease, you increase. Let the oil flow in this place that you might get the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all those who serve a great God, would you give him some great praise on this first Sunday in February? Come on now, give him praise like he's done something great in your life. Give him praise like you expect for him to do something great on your road. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise for being alive. Great things. Doing great things for you and for me. Come on, give God praise for the worship and arts ministry. Come on, give God praise for your neighbor. Come on, give God praise for my son, Dr. Field, who preached last week. Great things, great things, great things, great things, great things. I'm excited. If you're standing, if you're looking at me in your car, if you're looking at me in your living room, you need to know if God has you here and he brought you through what he brought you through, that means the best is yet to come in your life and you ought to give God some good, 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 shown up good praise because he's a great God who's been good to you, better to you than you've been to yourself. Y'all gonna pray this morning. First Kings 18. Y'all look up in the balcony. Y'all done came up in here. What up? Let's look at verse 41. And Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink. For there is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed up to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There's nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel, the fortress of Israel. Uh, God wants us to pray over the topic, uh, when you need 
the Lord to show up. What do you do when you need the Lord to show up? I need you to tell the truth and look at somebody, point at them and tell them, child, I, I, I need the Lord to show up. Tell somebody else, no, you don't understand. You don't, you don't understand. You, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you ain't hearing your girl. You ain't, you ain't hearing your boy. I, 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 I need the Lord to show up. Uh-uh, no, tell somebody else. My children, you know Donnell. I, 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 I need the Lord. I need the Lord to show I need the Lord to show I ain't playing with you. I, I need the Lord to show I dare you to give God a shout of praise, to run around your coffee table, jump over your bed, give God a black flip, and just holler, I need God to show up. I, I must have you show up. I, On the way down, tell him I need him, 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 I need him. On the way down, just tell him I need him, 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 I need him. I need the Lord to show up. But God told me to ask the people of God. He says, I know, I know you, I know, I know, I know you need me, but how bad do you want me? He says, How bad do you need me? Everybody in here was amen and told me, ooh, we. I need him, but God says, how bad do you need me? How bad do you, he says, am I a nicety? Am I a nice to have? Or am I a necessity? Am I a convenience or am I essential? Am I more to you than the air that you breathe or am I an accessory to your outfit? Am I just an addition to your week so that you can say that you put in your time? He says, how bad do you need me? Is what you going through hellish enough that you ain't embarrassed to cry out to me like you lost your mind so that you don't lose your mind? Are you a perfunctory Christian who's Baptist who comes in just to put in your hour and a half and don't go past an hour because I got brunch? Do you realize that I'm the one uh, who gives you your taste buds and gives you the opportunity to digest what you put down your throat? Do you do you really need God? If you need God, I dare you to get crazy. I, I dare you to give God a shout. I, I dare you to blow my hair off my head with a shout of triumph through your mouth because you need God. Somebody, I need him, I need him, we need him, we need him, I need him, I need him, we need him, we need him, I need him. Chinese spy balloons floating over America, testing the fragile relationship between two superpowers, and we think we're safe. You know, real talk, there's all kind of surveillance and data that's going on from China and Russia, which you can't live without your iPhone, your Samsung. You don't know what kind of chips that are up in that camp. They listening to you when your phone is off. Everybody know you ain't sneaking and peeking. They know what's going on. They over there talking about, they crazy. Personal disappointments. Another Tyree Nichols. Another George Floyd, another 
one of our folks gone at the hands of folk that look like us. Anybody need God to show up? Come on, anybody need God to keep you in your right mind? Anybody want God to show up and show out because everybody around you is showing out and you need God to... I sense that God wants to show up, Aaron, in some unprecedented ways. I sense that God... He does not want us to have church as usual every Sunday. I sense that God wants to move in such a way that beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know that God has shown up. I, I sense that God wants to do a new thing, and he says, now it shall spring forth, but if you just baptize, you ain't going to even know it or discern or realize that God is showing up. I sense that God wants to go down every row and go from heart to heart and breast to breast, and God wants to speak new and fresh revelation into your heart and into your spirit. I sense that in 2023, God wants to do some things with your personal territory, to turn some things right side up in your life, to stop generational curses that have been going on for 200. I wish somebody would believe that there's something different that's happening, that there's a fresh wind that's happening, that there's a fresh fire happening. So you don't believe it, otherwise you'd be a little bit more excited. You, you really think that what is is going to always be. If you didn't expect it like that, you'd give God some glory. But I decree and declare that God is bringing an end to much of your foolishness. And God is doing a new thing. And God is going to do it. If you really need him, you ought to shout, I need you like never before. Yeah. God says, you need me. You need to quit playing with me because life ain't playing with you. Folk are checking out. People are in despair. Folk are sitting right here contemplating whether they want to go into tomorrow. And we busy playing church. You ain't even spoke to them. And they've been trying to hear from God. They say, God, give me a word. And you won't even say hi because you stuck in your stuff. And God says, I'm a great God. I've done great things for you. You ought to give me some great praise. At the very least, just be nice to who's sitting around you so that they might get delivered. Somebody holler great things. Prophet Elijah knows something about God showing up when you need him most. How many of y'all needed more than you needed him before? Y'all remember Elijah? He's a ninth century prophet. Uh, he's a wild boy. His name, his name means my God is Jehovah. And y'all remember, y'all are biblical scholars. The king Ahab uh, was around then, and he was the wicked king of Israel. He set up temples and altars for Baal. He took as his wife, Queen Jezebel, and he allowed her to set up Phoenician worship. She had priests and prophets who ate at her table. She fed her prophets to say what she wanted them to say. And Elijah, around in chapter 17, verse 1, Elijah the prophet appeared before King Ahab and his wife to inform them that because of their wicked ways, there would be no rain for the next few years. <laughs> Look at somebody say, a dry spell. 
And though there was a drought for some three years, King Ahab and his wife Jezebel would not relent. It was dry as I don't know what. Everybody was famished, but they still would not let go of the crap that they were doing. How many of you know that some folk got a high pain threshold? All hell can be breaking loose, but they're going to be right. I don't care. They're going to hold on to their craziness. They're going to lose everything, but they're going to keep doing what they're doing. They, they continue their false worship, their perpetuation of their wicked system, and they were killing God's prophets. The problem is all the people were suffering because of the wicked system that was in place. Can I help somebody real good? You need to understand that there are some very good and wonderful police officers. Uh, we have wonderful police officers that sit sprinkled throughout all around you who are carrying more than a Bible and are willing to do somebody in to cover you so you can worship the Lord thy God in this free country. You ought to give God some praise for folk that when you call, they do come. Uh, but what you need to understand is there needs to be the reimagining, the reformation of the sick police system. Somebody holler, system. Uh, you, you need the system to be redone because what you need to understand, if the spear is a system, it makes no difference the color of the tip that stabs you. Oh, y'all ain't hearing your boy real good. You can have a sick system and the officer can be black, brown, white, Asian, or whatever. But if they're walking uh, alongside and in lockstep with the sick system, your cousin that looks like you will beat the hell out of you, will stomp you because they've been brainwashed by the system. Come on, that's what colonialism will do to you. We'll make light-skinned Negroes not like dark-skinned Negroes and dark-skinned Negroes not like light-skinned Negroes because slavery was a system where the house Negro thought they were privileged because Massa gave them chitlins and when the house was burning down, the house Negro would say, our house is burning down. Y'all ain't hearing your boy real good. That's why you can have a crazy governor in Florida who wants to come against AP African American courses where he doesn't want to deal with intersection where there's the Afro-Latina, Afro-Latinx history. Black lives matter. That don't matter to him. It don't matter to you with your privilege behind. And as a result, you got step and fetch it Negroes talking about can we all just get along why we got to deal with history because it's his story I love my Jewish brothers and sisters they ain't gonna let you forget about the Holocaust you're gonna pay with your job you're gonna pay with some money but you colored people can we all just get along when your system ain't sick we'll all get along when I can send my son to the store and not worry about him in a body bag we can all get along when my daughter can be vice president we can all 
And somebody said, can we all just get along? Even in church, we still trying to figure out where the sisters can preach. Problem is, the oppressed become the oppressor. So sisters get in power and act like brothers. Patriarchy in a dress. That's why you need a prophet to speak to Ahab and Jezebel and tell them the spirit of the Lord is upon you. Oh, no, I'm gone. If you're running for office, you need to just be in this church under watch care. They kept acting a fool. So chapter 18, verse 1 says, after a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go and present yourself to Ahab, and then I'm going to send rain on the land. It's dry, but you need to let this fool know that I'm in control. So talking to one of Ahab's officials, a boy named uh, Obadiah, you need to understand that God will always have a representative in the enemy's camp. You, you, ain't, you ain't even got to be worried about nothing. There's somebody at the table who's speaking on God's behalf and looking out for you. Look at verse 15. Elijah said to Obadiah, as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, I will surely present myself to Ahab today. Verse 16, so Abadiah, Obadiah, King Ahab's administrator, whose name, means, uh, 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 whose name means servant of Jehovah, the believer, went to Ahab and said, yo, king, Elijah want to see you. So in verse 17, it says, when, when Ahab saw Elijah, he said to him, is that you, you troubler of Israel? See, preachers wasn't in politicians' pockets back in the day. Preachers spoke truth to power and didn't give a dadgum whether they came to the luncheon or not. Oh, y'all ain't hear me. Uh, he says, he said, hey, 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 oh, Elijah said, verse 18, I, I, I haven't made trouble for Israel. But you and your father's family, which is generational curses on you jokers, you the ones who did it. You've abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. You follow the false gods. You follow those fertility gods. That's why y'all crazy and, and wicked. King Ahab blames Elijah. Elijah says it's because of your disobedience. Y'all need to hear your boy real good. Disobedience will throw you into a drought that you can't get yourself out of. If you're in a drought in a certain area in your life, do a review, a rewind, and see if there's something that has gone on that has placed you in a drought. I'm going to keep going because y'all don't like when I preach like that. Ahab said, you did it. Elijah said, no, fool, you did it. So in order to settle the matter, uh, Elijah challenges the king and the queen to a showdown at Mount Carmel. 
He says, you bring your 450 prophets of Baal, your 400 prophets of Asherah, y'all come up to the mountain, and we're going to have a rumble in the jungle. We're going to have a throwdown on Mount Carmel. We're going to see whose God is God. You hear me real good. You can't take territory if you're not willing to confront your enemy. See, you Christians are too doggone nice. Y'all just let stuff go past, and you have what King called false peace. It ain't really peace. You just, you know, swept it under the rug, and sooner or later, all hell gonna come loose up in there. You gotta be willing to confront what the issue is so you and God can clean it up. Tell your neighbor, clean it up, clean it up, clean it up. It's time out for riding the fence. Either it's God's way or the enemy's way. Either it's God going to be God or... I'm going to keep going. Elijah, Elijah went before the people. Verse 21. Y'all staying in the Bible with me? Verse 21, Elijah went before the people. He said, how long will y'all waver between two opinions? He said, if the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. Check out the folk. But the people didn't say nothing. Often church folk don't say nothing. They come up after the meeting and say silly stuff like, I'm on your side. I was just about to say something. Shut your butt up. You wasn't going to say nothing. You always, you scared. I, well, I ain't want nobody coming after me. That's why God can't use you because you can't stay in a little sniper fire. You can't stay in a little heat. So the enemy comes and takes your lunch and your five-cent milk carton and take all your stuff from you. But you got to decide who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve the Savior or are you going to serve your security? Are you going to serve the Savior or are you going to serve, uh, you know, uh, political correctness? Uh, are you going to serve the Lord or are you going to serve a public opinion? See, if you really need him, God says you got to make up your mind to follow him. Touch three people say, I'm going after God. I, I heard you. I've heard y'all singing. I'm going after God. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. God says, if you deny me now, I'll deny you before my father. He says, and I need you to be loud about it. God says, I'm tired of secret disciples who only want me to do devotion and don't want me to do damage to enemy territory. God says, I don't care how dry it is. I don't care how demonic the system I don't care how much you might lose if you stand up and be righteous for Christ's sake. He says, I need some jokers who are going to stand up and stop worrying about your little stuff in your cul-de-sac. He said, the problem is you wear your stuff too tight. You need to wear it loosely. You remember when you didn't have nothing, you had more guts when you didn't have nothing. But now that you got a little something to keep, you're scared to say it because you think that that's your source. God says, that ain't nothing but a resource. He said, I got the source if you speak up for God and they fire you behind. He says, I'll give you ravens to feed you that don't nobody know nothing about. I wish I had some folk who wasn't so chicken that they would fight for Miss Hattie in the mail room instead of worrying about keeping your position on the 15th floor if they get miss howdy they coming to get you next i'm sorry i got more word than i got and y'all remember what happened elijah instructed the priests and the prophets of baal to prepare an altar 
and sacrifice for a burnt offering. Mm. But he told them jokers, but don't light the fire. He says in verse 25, call on the name of your God, but don't light the fire. In other words, if your God is God, he ought to light your fire. If God is really God, every once in a while, come on, baby, lama. Yeah, I'm ignorant. I got a few days of rest. Pray for me. Verse 26 says, they, the prophets and priests of Baal, prepared a bull sacrifice. They called on the name of Baal for hours, from morning to noon. These jokers danced. These jokers shouted. They jumped up and down. They got a weird jerk. Verse 27 says, after a while, that uh, old Elijah, I think preachers should have a sense of humor, he started taunting, what's wrong with your God? Maybe your God taking a nappy nap. Maybe your God is busy or traveling. Maybe your God is on a cruise. What's wrong with your God? You're calling on your God and your God ain't showed up yet. What's wrong with your boy? Is it really your God or is it not? What's up, what's up, what's up? Where your boy, where your boy at, boy? And they got, you know, got, they start cutting themselves, slashing themselves because it was their custom to slash. They, the Bible says until blood ran out. Hey, they, they'll, 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 in there some we'll give blood for something and somebody who ain't God but won't bust a grape for God y'all ain't hear me real good all of this religious activity and God never showed up all of this dancing and God didn't show up all of this preaching and God didn't show up all of this prophesying and God didn't show up all of these conferences and God didn't show up all of these Ferragamos and God didn't show up all these pinstripes and God didn't show up all of this mess and God didn't show up big old building but if God don't show up I you know what I've gone to churches and we've had all of the good stuff but I don't want another service where God don't show up y'all y'all ain't hear me real good I want God to come up in a place to wreck a place to knock some folk over I want the Holy Ghost to come up up in here and wreck some stuff just like on Tuesday night prayer it was sweet people were just going after God Buster started singing a song the Lord bless you and keep you and I can see folks start rocking in them little boxes because it wasn't about somebody being loud and they don't talk after the zoom is over we were just worshiping God it got good and we get uncomfortable if God goes off the script You need the living God to show up. You need to prepare for him to show up. Look at somebody and say, make way for God. <laughs> Verse 30, Elijah told the people, come over here. He repaired the altar of the Lord which had been torn down. Elijah took 12 stones, one for each of the tribes, descended from the from Jacob to whom the word of the Lord had come saying your name shall be Israel with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two says of seed he placed stones around to represent 12 tribes of Israel 
He dug out a trench large enough for two saves, 24 pounds of seed to come in. He put the wood in place and had the people pour water, four large jars of water, and he told them to do it three times. Four times three is 12, the number of government. Two is the number of double portion. Y'all ain't hearing you, boy, real good. He did all of this in preparation for the Lord. Then in verse 36, the, the word says that the prophet stepped forward and he started praying. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet stepped forward and he prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel, that you are great, and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. He says, now answer me, Lord, answer me, Lord, so that these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Verse 36 says, then the fire of the Lord fell, burned up the sacrifice, burned up the wood, burned up the stones, burned up the soil, licked up the water in the tree. Oh, y'all ain't hear me. And check out the response of the people. Verse 39, when all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and they cried out the Lord. He is God, the Lord. He is God. Would you holler with me? The Lord. He is God, the Lord. He is God, the Lord. He is God. I know you're going through something right now, but I wish you'd holler, the Lord. He is God, the Lord. He is God, the Lord. He is God. I know you're at home right now, but I wish you'd fill your house with your voice crying, the Lord. He is God, the Lord. He is God. Stuff don't look right, but the Lord. He is God, the Lord. He is God. My money is funny, but the Lord, he is God. The reason God wants to meet your need and show up because he wants the world to know that the Lord, he is God. See, when God really shows up, you don't have to have an interpreter. When God really shows up, you fall on your face before him. When God really shows up, you don't even need a tongue. When your God really shows up. See, I ain't sure people really want, I ain't sure people really want God to show up. We too satisfied with some, with casual contact. We satisfied with a sermon, A, B selection. Three points in a poem. Having our favorite personality. But as long as God doesn't dishevel my character feng shui, I'm good. God, don't you dare come and tarry and want us to be here until one o'clock. Because I got a game to watch. Ain't making no money don't have no contract you done tore up three televisions because your team lost and you want to get out of here before God shows up and see God says because your mind is on your next move 
I can't come and make a move. And as a matter of fact, your impatience and lack of wanting my presence is getting in the way of me showing up on your road. So because you selfish and got brunch, I can't break strongholds off of the person next to you because you won't even participate and agree with them so that the Holy Ghost can come and show up and show out and move in such a way that it's just not perfunctory and you're hearing a personality. I could die tomorrow, but if God shows up, you'll have assurance that we're going to all see one another in the great by and by. Do I have anybody in here who's ready to prepare for God to show up? Because you need God now more than you've ever needed him before. Do I have anybody in here who'll give God a shout of praise on the main floor so that God will show up in the balcony? Do I, do I have anybody in here who's in a white robe who'll give God some glory so that the people might have deliverance? Do I have anybody in here who'll give God a shout of praise so somebody might be delivered from cancer? Go on, give him some more. Go on, give him some more. I, I feel a shift in the atmosphere. Get Depression be gone in the name of Jesus. Thoughts of suicide in the name of Jesus. Lupus and MS in the name of... Come on, come on, bless him on your road with your educated self before you lose your mind. Somebody tell him that was for you. That, that was for you. Anybody going through anything, I, I dare you to give God a cathartic shout real good. I, I dare you to give God glory real good. I, I dare you to give him a praise real good. I, I dare you to give him a glory real good. I, I dare you to cry out unto the Lord. I, I dare you to shout with a voice of triumph. I, I, I. There's the shift. There's the shift. Come on, give him glory. There's the shift. Come on, give God praise for the praise man. Now listen, listen. Why did I tell them to stop? Daddy say, I don't want entertainment. Daddy say, I don't want you to learn how to dance on cue. He said, I don't want performance. He said, I need your heart. He said, I want consecration, not dancing and silly demonstration. Inspiration starts with consecration. Elijah, Elijah said, I'm going to present myself before the king. He said, I'm going to consecrate. I'm setting myself apart. I'm setting myself apart for God's purposes. 
I'm devoting myself to him. He's a consecration. It ain't about my externals. It's about my internal. God says, God says, everybody else looking at the outside. He says, but I'm looking at the heart. He said, Trinell, you can preach like John and you can give me praise, but if your heart is funky, you ain't doing nothing but making noise. He says, if you in church and you a gossip and you're always in the middle of some ignorance and you're always stirring up mess, he said, I can't rest where it's messy. He said, because I need the people to be clean. He said, I need the place to be clean. See, God wants to set fire to this place. God wants to burn up ignorance and burn up status and burn up attitudes and burn up posturing and burn up negativity so that he can rest in this place. Fire purifies. Daddy said, get rid of your attitude. Get rid of your degrees. That's why you got a crazy pastor with degrees who remember when he was ghetto. You're so dignified, you can't get delivered from your demons. We get so pious looking at what people got on. God said, ain't about what they got on. You've been wearing a collar for 20 years and you're still nasty. They just came out the club. And their heart is purer than yours. Because you got a religious spirit. If I forget to say the benediction, you send an email. Benedict yourself. How about live the benediction? God says, I want your person. I want your location. Come on, you don't even want to sit on a nasty bathroom. But you want God to come and sit in a house that ain't clean. But you mean it ain't clean. If this nasty attitude on your row is dirty, God said, I want your person clean. I want your location clean, and I want your possessions. Oh, there you go. Go on, put your Baptist finger up. Notice that the people had to bring a bull. And if you read the word, uh, God's people gave them carnal jokers a bull. God says, if I could ever get you to lay what I've given you on the altar, I'd show up. But because your stuff is your God, you don't need God. So if your stuff is God enough for you, keep your stuff. I talk about sowing seed, go, because you like me. I would get at the end of the year, get my statement. Look at my statement. And the devil would say, you fool. Do you know what you could have done with all that money? 
I've had the IRS call me, Nick, bro, you know you didn't give all that money to God. What I understand is, if I need God to provide, I got to be willing to lay Isaac on the altar. Wherever you want God to show up, you got to learn how to lay it on the altar. Lay your marriage on the altar. Lay your children on the altar. Lay your career on the altar. When you lay it before God, God says, now I know that you fear me. Now I know that you trust me. And God says, I got a ram in the bush for you. When those people prayed out to God and Elijah started praying, he said, God, he interceded. God, show up. Let these jokers know I'm your servant. Let them know that everything I'm doing, I'm following your command. Let them know, God, so that you'll turn their hearts back to you. And the Bible says that the fire from heaven came and burnt up everything that was there. You know what? Uh, Wanna know why I read verse 41? Put verse 41 up now. Because they have, after God came, I'm going to get to 41 in a minute. After God came, then Elijah gave the command to kill all the prophets of Baal. God says, I want to show up in your life over and over and over and over again. But you got to learn how to eliminate what's getting in the way of me manifesting myself. If jokers are distracting you from keeping your eye on the author and the finisher of your faith, you must eliminate their proximity to you because they're getting in the way of what God has for you. If they tell you don't you tithe, eliminate them. If they tell you don't live holy, eliminate them. You're so concerned about making somebody happy that you can't be happy because it ain't about happiness, it's about joy. And in his presence is fullness of joy and you can't have joy if you're more worried about them in your presence than you are him in your presence. You got to learn to kill some stuff, even if it's your flesh. Come on, you're too old for falling for the okey-doke. Stop it, the booty ain't that good. That you keeping yourself from God? You married and talking to Sharita on the phone and that ain't your mate? And you wondering why stuff is bankrupt? It ain't even about acting holy. 
It's about being holy. That he's our once and for all sacrifice. You just got to have faith enough to believe that you're holy so that you'll start acting holy. We want to act in order to be. You got to be in order to act. Some of your little friends, your little associates, your golfing buddies, your drinking buddies, your smoking buddies, your smashing buddies. Oh, he's just so, he's just so. Okay, so you can act holy for two hours. God says, when are you going to believe that I can show up even in your dry space? He said, not only am I going to show up in your dry space, put verse 41 up. I'm going to make your enemy watch. And Elijah said to the enemy, you go on and eat. You go on and drink. I done killed all your prophets. For there's the sound of a heavy rain. Look at somebody say, there's a sound of a heavy rain. Come on, next verse. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel. He went back to hear from God. Bend down to the ground. I don't need a preacher who just preach and don't pray. And put his face between his knees. Next. Go and look towards the sea, Elijah told his servant. And his servant went up and looked. Next verse. There ain't nothing there, he said. Seven times. Elijah said, go back. Look somebody tell him, go back. The seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud is as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. Next verse. So Elijah said, now go and tell my enemy, hitch up your chariot and you go on down before the rain stops you and drowns your behind. Meanwhile, the sky grew black. Uh, the wind rose. A heavy rain started falling. And Ahab rode off to where? Jezreel. Y'all ain't hear me real good. What am I saying? Sometimes God will allow your enemy to benefit from your blessing so they realize it wasn't nobody but your God that did it. I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. My cup run. Look at somebody and say, I hear the sound of rain. Some of y'all didn't even turn. Talk to somebody else. If they want to be dry, let them be dry. Tell him I hear the sound of rain. Tell him again, I hear the sound of rain. Tell him I hear the sound of rain. Tell him I hear the sound of rain. 
See, what you need to understand is, can't no drought stop God from showing up. Can't no dry place stop God from making provision. In the middle of a drought, God will do a new thing. He'll make rivers in the desert. He'll make an oasis in a dry place. Do I have anybody? God says, you need to go back seven times because seven is the number of completion. And the Lord told me to tell you, your dry season is coming to an end. Behold, get ready for a season of overflow. Get ready for a season of abundance. Get ready for a season of increase. Get ready for a season of enlargement. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Grow not weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Get ready, hang on in there. Get ready. Give God a shout of praise because it's your Come on, touch eight people, eight people. Tell them it's your season. It's your season. It's your time. God is opening doors that nobody can shut. It's your season for your healing. It's your season for your deliverance. It's your season for your breakthrough. It's your season. Come on, tell yourself. It's my season. Come on, if you're not sure you're saved, you don't have a church home, come on right now and start your new season. Come on, move. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be you in the balcony, you in the back. Come on, move. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast of New Faith Baptist Church International. If this message has been a blessing to your life, we ask that you please partner with us by sowing a seed of faith so we can continue to extend the body of Christ. Join us as we continue to move forward by faith. Yeah.